Welcome to Wild Her Wisdom, the podcast where sassy meets savvy. Our podcast is your go-to source for inspiration, laughter, and learning. Join us as we celebrate the wild and wise woman in you. All right, Amy, it's here. Kelly, it's here. It's finally, this is your baby. This is your dream, right? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. You have no idea. When we had this um, idea, you know, back last year or so long ago, I was to collaborate on one or a hundred different things. And so when you brought this to my attention, it was an, a hell yes from the beginning. So 99 more things to go. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we know each other, obviously, but our listeners don't know us right. yet. They're going to get to know us maybe in some ways that they don't want to, but hey, they're going to tell our listeners about you. Who is Amy? Yeah. So we, we do know each other through um, a shared collaboration, right? Already a little bit through Athena uh, International, both being facilitators through that wonderful leadership program. But um, me personally, I am a certified life and leadership coach. I am an EFT tapping practitioner. And most of the time people say, what the heck is that? Electronic funds transfer. No, it's not that. It's emotional freedom technique or tapping, literally tapping just on points of your um, body to reduce stress and lower cortisol in your system. So those are the two main things for me um, that I dedicate my time to. Um, I'm also still in the corporate space. So I incorporate all of those different things when I can. Uh, Personally, I am a wife to my amazing husband of over 20 years. We're not even going to count at this point. It's well over 20 years. And together we've got four children and two grandchildren. So we've got two adult children, two teenagers, two grandchildren. We've got children of all ages surrounding us. So we've got the best of all to offer. So um, passions include leadership, just anything about leadership in general and empowering women. Um, It's a fantastic space to be in. It's unlimited potential. And I'm a, I'm a mentor. I'm a coach. Uh, I'm an author. I have a self-love journal for wildly creative women. Um, and just all things trying to empower women. It's what I'm all about. So this is going to be an amazing collaboration, amazing partnership with an amazing partner. So I will turn it back over to you. You sound busy girl. Um, yeah, we have a lot in common, as you said, like I also am a coach. I am a speaker. I love empowering people. That's my passion is to empower people to help them be the best, best version of themselves. So I have my business integrated collaborative that I get to do all those fun things like you. I'm also still in the corporate world. I'm a chief strategy officer, um, for a marketing firm. And so my day job is, you know, doing all the operations and production. My night job are the things that bring me the most joy and passion, which is empowering people, spending time with my kids, with our dogs, with our, with my husband. Um, and just really like, I like to eat life up. Like that's my whole thing. Like I want to do and experience everything. If you say you like a book, I'm going to buy it and read it. (laughs) If you say this is a cool place to go, I'm going to go check it out too. Like I just want to experience everything I can in life. Um, because it's so wonderful and so precious. So that's my story. And there's so much more to come, right? Like there's so, so much, much more. more to come that people are going to learn about us. Yeah, 
And your energy is contagious. I will say that. I mean, coming through a screen, through a sound, whatever, your energy is contagious. And that's one of the things I really, truly love about you. Oh, thank you. One of the many. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so let's get, let's get to see. Let's, let's ask each other some questions. I don't know what you're going to ask me. You don't know what I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Kind of let our listeners know who we are and get an inside view into maybe some of the things that they may be hearing about um, with our podcast. So I'm going to go first because okay. you are literally one of the healthiest eaters I know. And so I'm <laughs> super curious about this question. She drinks celery juice every day, people. She <laughs> loves drinking celery juice. Um, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Oh, and as you just tell me as being super healthy, I would say it probably would be some form of pizza. I mean, I love pizza. I love the doughiest crust. I love um, all the toppings, almost all the toppings. I'm not really a fan of, I don't know if I've ever tried anchovies, but I'm not really a fan of um, the pineapple, although I'll eat it, but like, give me a doughy crust. And if you want to fold it in half and make a calzone, all the better. There's so many possibilities when it comes to pizza. And if I had to choose one thing, maybe it's not super healthy, but it would be pizza. Absolutely. I love that. See, I've already learned something about you. I've yeah. already learned. I was sure you're going to pick like a salad or something. So I love <laughs> that you picked pizza. I love that about you. I do love a good salad, but I, uh, and if somebody could come to my house with a salad bar freshly made every day for me, I would love that. But 100%. Yeah. But if I had to choose one thing, it'd probably be pizza. Going to be the pizza. I love yeah. it. Yep. All right. Well, I wrote some things down too. So um, how about what is a hobby or an activity that you love that might surprise our listeners. Okay. This surprises a lot of people. Um, because as you'll get to know me, you'll know, I wear black every day. I wear a lot of skulls. It's my favorite thing. I love canning. I love canning. I'm like a secret homesteader. I took up canning during COVID. Mm -hmm. I have a garden. I have a greenhouse. There's nothing that I love better from, you know, the first crop to the last crop. And spending my weekends in my kitchen canning homemade food. Which is fantastic because there's no preservatives. You know the shelf life of it. You know all of the ingredients that are going into it. And I mean, that feeds right into, you know, a healthy lifestyle, right? So I think mm -hmm. that's awesome. That's, that's something I've never tried. And um, so I'm envious. You may have to teach me how to do that. I would love to. Everybody always asks. I'm like, YouTube is amazing. But if you want to come over to my house, I would totally teach you how to can. It's pretty mm -hmm. fun. Perfect. Um, okay. What's okay. your guilty pleasure um, in a song or artist? So not <laughs> food. We're going to take food off the table because I think that you would have answered the pizza. Yeah. Uh, in a song or artist? I, I like all sorts of genres of music, but I will tell you that I have always loved Metallica. Really? Hard, yeah. Yeah. Hard rock, Metallica, Sandman, play it all day, any day. Love it. It's you just something. Here first. 
Yeah, it's it's probably something you'd never think of to meet me or <laughs> hang around me. But yeah, always love Metallica. Mm -hmm. Amy's going to be play, playing Metallica when she learns how to can. That's how it's going to go down. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. We right can do now. that. We can do that. Jam out to that. No, no problem. No problem. I'm a country music fan, so that's a little shocking for people too. I I lean more to country than anything. I love country as well, um, but you know, and the, and all sorts of like I said, all sorts of genres. But probably a surprising one for most people when they know me and meet me would be I love Metallica. Nice, yeah, love it. If it's into your it. black theme, you know, yeah. all things black. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with this one. So what sparked your interest in your current field of coaching, um, keeping that arena, I guess, and then mm -hmm. what keeps you passionate about it? Because that's kind of a broad thing, but what sparked your interest initially? And then what do you continue to focus on? Yeah, that's a great question. So I um, was a teenage mom. So I had my first son when I was 19. So he is 31. He's going to be 32 this year. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really know a lot about the world and how to operate in it. And so I got my first job, like what I'll call like my first professional job in a bank as a bank mm -hmm. teller, because frankly, the hours were great back then. You were done working by 430, but mm -hmm. I didn't really know how to like navigate the professional spaces. Like I didn't know how to do the networking. I was petrified of dining with like these important people um, just really didn't have the the soft skills that I needed. Mm -hmm. And so thankfully I had folks that like mentored me and supported me throughout my career to help me get there. And then when I made the decision to first open my own business 17 years ago, that's what I focused on. So I went to the protocol school of Washington. I got um, certified in business image and etiquette. And for me, it's all about empowering people. If you feel like you belong, Mm -hmm. People are going to treat you like you belong and you're not going to spend the worry time when you're out with folks, whether it's dining or in a meeting, you're not going to spend the time wondering, gosh, am I doing the right thing? Am I saying the right thing? Am I using the right fork? Mm -hmm. um, and it sounds so simple, but it's a skill that a lot of folks are lacking. Mm -hmm. So empowering people with the confidence to have those soft skills, to know how to communicate, to know how to network, to exhibit confidence. That literally just makes me feel so warm and fuzzy inside. I run into people that they they saw me speak years ago, or maybe they were one of my clients years ago, mm -hmm. and they'll come up to me and go, I always remember that you told me this, and I hold that with me. Or, mm -hmm. you know, I, I was able to do this. I actually teach dining out get to the MSU football team. And back mm -hmm. when, coach, when Coach D was there, they won the Rose Bowl. And he's mm -hmm. like, we got so many compliments at the banquet because our players knew how to conduct themselves mm -hmm. over a meal. And they mm -hmm. felt so proud of that. That is what really keeps me passionate. Yeah. And you can, you can see the passion when you're talking about it and good for you to try to get to a, a point where you're figuring out not only how to help yourself through a situation and circumstance early on, you're, you're pay paying it forward which is amazing. 
you know, and to be able to share that, like you said, the empowering, that's something that we have in common, but empowering others and just being able to pay forward all of the, the skills and tools and tips that you've learned so that someone else can feel more in control of their life and their circumstances as well. I love that. I love that. Oh, well, I didn't write that question down for you, but I want to, I want you to answer the same question because it was such a good question. <laughs> ah, so my, my background is psychology. That's what my degree is in. Um, I, um, I got my bachelor's degree. I took me eight total years to get that because I was, um, I did, I only went to school part-time and I got married for the first time during my schooling. I had my first child during that schooling. And so my son was about two and a half when I finally got my degree and in psychology, um, well, let me back up a little bit. I I once I was in seventh grade and I knew I wanted to be a social worker from seventh grade on. I just kind of had that in my head. And so that's what I pursued. And then by the time I got done with my bachelor's degree, you really can't do anything with a bachelor's degree in, in counseling or social work. You have to have a master's degree. And by that time, newly married, new mom, did not want to go back to school anymore. Um, so I kind of I kind of gave that up for a few years and just went into the the job field. Never really had a a career, and um, you know, in my current corporate job that I've been in for nearly twenty years, I've had many leadership positions, and it kind of sparked that interest in me again of you know, supporting, coaching, teaching, mentoring, all of those different things. And then when I thought about potentially going back to get that. MSW, Masters of Social Work, it just didn't weigh well with me on my heart. And um, I had a, an extreme, oppor a wonderful opportunity to be to be coached by, um, by a, I guess you could call her famous, um, life coach and author and mentor, Mel Robbins. And it it sparked something else in me, like maybe this might be something else that I want to pursue. And so I ultimately went back and got my coaching certification just to have that piece where I could utilize the empowering skills that I know that I have to be able to bring out the tools and the skills that people already have within them that they don't know that they have to be able to see those and to be able to reach out and empower those people to pull that piece of them out of themselves that they might not know is there is a is very satisfying to me. So I hear what's not being said and I pretty much just speak whatever comes to my mind. And usually the feedback I get is you're in my head. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, so that's very validating to me, but just the coaching piece is more forward facing, as you know. So if you mm -hmm. relate that to social work, um, therapy, counseling, it's acknowledging your past, but sometimes staying to staying there for too long. In my personal opinion, coaching is more forward facing. You're acknowledging your past and you're figuring out how to move forward. That's what I like. That's the empowering. That's the leadership. That's the potential. That's the growth. That's bringing out the best in somebody. And so that to me is, um, is, is it warms my heart and to be able to see somebody realize some things in themselves that they didn't see before and have somebody else be able to validate that for them is amazing. I love that. Okay. Fun fact. Mm -hmm. I also 
wanted to get a degree in psychology. I didn't, I have a, my degree is, uh, I have a business degree and an MBA, yeah. but I wanted to get a degree in psychology and I didn't end up doing it because I thought, oh, business is more practical. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah. And then being a, being a coach, I feel like in some way, like I'm still doing it, not in the, you know, psychology sense. Cause like yeah. you said, psychology you is are. kind of shoveling the stuff where coaching is forward looking, mm-hmm. but still kind of in that same space. So I'm like, oh, I got my way back around to you it did. sooner or later. Yeah. Yeah. You totally did. You totally did. We got around it to it in our own timing in our own ways. Right. Isn't that like though? Isn't that what's amazing about life? The timing is yeah. always perfect. Yep. The timing's always perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. My turn. How do you balance your professional aspirations with your personal values? You kind of alluded to that a little bit when you're talking about why you took up coaching, but how do they marry and how do you make sure that they blend together? Yeah. So I am a huge stickler for work-life balance and I'm a, I'm a stickler for walking, walking your talk as a leader. Right. And so I really have spent and done a lot of work on myself, the mm-hmm. learning of me and what's important to me and what makes, um, what makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. and what makes me feel yucky. And so that's kind of the litmus test for me is, you know, what are your values, whether it's in my corporate job, whether it's in my business, like what is the litmus test to look back at yourself and say, at the end of the day, you know, if I was going to rate myself on a one to 10. How did I, how did I live up to my values? I believe in honesty. I believe in integrity. I believe in the truth. I'm a very transparent person. Um, and so when something doesn't feel right, I honor that mm-hmm. and I, and I, and I, I try to live my truth. I talk to my kids. I'm fortunate. I'm the mom of three beautiful children, stop mom to two. And I always tell my kids, if you have to choose between disappointing yourself and disappointing someone else, always disappoint someone else mm-hmm. because you yeah. are going to have to live with yourself. Mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. And so I try to live my values, make my decisions in that way. Certainly not professing in any stretch of the imagination that I'm perfect. Mm-hmm. Don't make any misunderstandings. No perfection is running here, but mm-hmm. it's really about that check-in and having that conversation with yourself when you miss the mark mm-hmm. to say, okay, I'm going to accept responsibility for it. I'm going to be accountable for it. I'm going to make amends if necessary, if I let someone else down or showed up in a way that wasn't true to who I was. Mm-hmm. And then, and then what do I need to do to make sure that I'm not, um, you know, failing in that way for myself, not for other people, but for myself. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that you mm-hmm. teach that to your kids too. If you're going to disappoint somebody else or yourself, always choose the other person because you have to look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. And you're going to be Every the day. only person that you live your whole life with. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, Amy, I have a question for you. Okay. What does success mean to you and how has it evolved over time? Because we're both ladies in our 50s. We've changed a little bit. We've evolved. We're, you know, different creatures than we were maybe in our 20s. <laughs> Gosh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. What does success mean to me? Um, so I can definitely say that it's evolved over time for sure. Uh, because I, if I'm being honest, I would say twenties, it's, 
it was probably more materialistic things like, you know, having a nice, a, you know, a big home or a fancy car or things like that. And those are all wonderful things. Um, I don't know if I would include that in my definition of success. Uh, part of my definition of success would definitely lean on something to do with my relationship, my marriage and my family, my kids. So I want to be able to have, a. I want my husband to be able to say he knows that I'm proud of him. He knows that I love him. My children, the same. They, I want them to know, I want them to be able to say that they know that I'm proud of them and I love them um, because that's the next generation for me. So my husband and I are a blended family. We each were married previously. We each had a child from a first marriage. And if anybody's been in a blended family, you know that that is not easy to do. We've done it successfully. It wasn't always easy in the beginning. The first few years were kind of um, a challenge as we all learned to navigate the relationship with the other halves of our previous families. But, um, you know, that to me, if I'm narrowing it down to one thing, that to me is, is something I'm super proud of. And I, I count that as a, as a success. So my marriage, the way that it is as a blended family, we've been married for, it'll be 23 years this year. And um, all of our children, you know, his daughter from a previous marriage, my son from a previous marriage, and then the two we have together, they're all happy, healthy, well-rounded children, adults and children. Um, and so that to me, I, I, as a success. And I would have never had that idea in my mind in my 20s. It would have mm -hmm. been married, 2.2 kids, dog, picket fence, you know, um, great job with, you know, million dollar salary, but yet traveling the world. And all of those things are still amazing. And I would welcome them all. <laughs> I, you know, I don't have a million dollar salary and I can't travel the world just yet anytime I want, but I'll get there. Um, but I guess to me is uh, those things related to my family. And then if I could add just one more thing, because I'm going to, I'm going to bring back to myself, being able to find a way, being able to find a way to be able to share what is in me and the gifts that I have, the reason that I am here and the reason that I'm on this planet to be able to find an avenue to share those and no matter what fashion that might be, that's also a definition of success to me. I love that. That's one of the things I love about our friendship um, is we're both very, very family oriented. You know, I, my kids are we my are. absolute life. Yes. You know, they are just everything to me. And I realize there's only one chance to, to do this thing. And so um, I try to focus on that. And that's one of the things that we'll talk about in future episodes, because mm -hmm. there have been sacrifices that I've made professionally. Yeah. Completely content with that. Yeah. But things that I've made sacrifices professionally so that I could be there for, for my kids. And yeah. now I'm kind of, you know, in a little different place than you that, you know, my, my oldest son is, you know, in his thirties, my middle child is in college. My daughter only has a couple more years left in high school. So I'm on that curve of like trying to figure out who am I when I'm not momming mm -hmm. and I don't have the answer yet, but I think we're going to find it here in this podcast with the I guests think... that we have and the conversations. Yes. Like, Absolutely. We're going to figure it all out. We're going to figure everything out and more. Everything. Amy, I'm so excited. Our first episode is in the book. 
Did we give folks um, a, like just a few highlights of some of the things that we're going to be talking about, why they should come back for more other than our sparkling personalities, which yeah. obvious. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about all the things. We're going to have some amazing guests on here, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking about all things with related to women in their fifties and beyond. Um, being a lady in the workplace, like being yeah. a woman in the workplace. Being a yeah. small business owner, yes. How to how to be a woman and still keep your eye on the prize financially, financial planning for women, yeah, in their fifties and Absolutely. in their thirties and forties too. Quite frankly, yeah. Work life balance. I mean, there's so many things. You know, I really want to talk about all the things that we tell women to do every day. How oh, much yeah. time would that take? There's only 24 hours. I don't think we have enough time to do all the things they tell us that we're supposed to do every day. Supposed to do every day. <laughs> right. We'll figure it out. We'll figure Please it out. Please come back. We're so excited that you're yes. here with us today. We'll be back. Um, make sure that you like us on Facebook and on Instagram. This has been Wild Her Wisdom with Shelly and Amy. And we can't wait to see you next time. Oh, 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 oh